forward. We're gonna do this thing, brother. <coughs> Baby makes a cornbread, sister makes a tea. Dance a little jig around the kitchen with me. Back. And we're back. back. To another week of Bringing Country Back, back here on WTBR FM with your host, Brian track. Andrews. Uh, been an exciting week. Got a lot of great hits lined up. Remember what I told I you about Bringing Country Back? Might be bluegrass, might be honky tonk, might be Texas country. But you can be sure it's going to be good country. With that said, I am very excited to bring you, as promised, our interview today with a Grammy Award winning multi-IBMA and SBGMA award winner, recent uh, inductee of the Grand Old Opry, uh, recently released a new album and i have uh with me rhonda vincent rhonda welcome to uh, wtbr bringing country back well thank you hello wonderful introduction and thank you well thank you for uh taking the time to to join us i know you have a, a busy schedule and i'll start out first and foremost the first question is uh how's being a grandparent oh my goodness that's that's kind of what i'm not that's about the only busy thing I'm doing these days. I'm going to see Titus every day, and he is just a bundle of sweetness and everything you can imagine a, a first grandson would be. And he's just a week old, and he's just adorable. So I wanted to congratulate you on that. I uh, Thank you. obviously follow you very closely and, and um, have seen you going through that. And and uh, what you had the, the grandchild coming the other night, and... And that's one thing I enjoy about you is you're you're down to earth. You lay it right out there. I love your Facebook lives. Um, <laughs> I think um, I don't know if your husband or mentioned the email I had sent to him, but I made reference to some tie dye underwear um, before. Oh yes, <laughs> you got to see that on my on my Facebook, and people are like, "Hey, you got to post a picture." It's like, no, I'm not <laughs> posting a picture of my of my husband in his underwear. I do a lot of crazy stuff, and. He said, that's not going to happen. You, you <laughs> but he do. he does love them. They, they look good, and he does wear them. Excellent, excellent. I, I saw the day that the kids uh, made them for him, and then I think it was a, a week or two ago, you were threatening to put him on camera with him, and you were sitting at the breakfast table, I think, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think he ate the that's last right. of the bacon and only left you one or two slices, so it was what I remember. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to start out by taking a, a couple minutes um, for people who might not be familiar with how you got started in in uh, you know bluegrass and, and country music a little bit well I mean I grew up in a musical family I'm from the, the Missouri and I'm from a small town called Greentop Missouri it's the very top of Missouri in the heart of America and so tra music is traced back at least five generations of the Vincent family um, I just joined the group. I started singing when I was three, and when I was five, we had a television show and a radio show and, and made our first recording, and it was on-the-job training. Dad would pick me up from school every day. We'd play till dinner. After dinner, friends came over. So music was a, a constant uh, in our lives, and when you're, when, I'm, when you're little, 
you just think everyone else is doing this at their house. And it wasn't until later on I, I found out that they were not doing that. I was in a, a very unique situation and had a very unique upbringing in that respect. Well, and I think I read somewhere in an interview or article that you were in that you didn't really look at it as a job. You just you thought music was your life. That's the way you grew up with the, the entire time that you remember. So it sounds like that was definitely the case with you. So Yes, you know, and it still is. I mean, music is, is a centerpiece in, in everything that we do, pretty much. And I guess I probably raised my daughters the same way. Every, I was either traveling or we were performing, and, and there was, there were, I guess we didn't force them, but, you know, it's something you wanted them to do. And then when they grew, got into college, all of a sudden they said, oh, wow, bluegrass is in our blood. And they started their own band called The Next Best Thing. They said, we're not mom, but we're the next best thing. Uh, That's a good one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so I see that with you because I've seen Facebook Live videos where sometimes you just roll out of bed and you pick up the mandolin and and start working on either a lick you've got to learn for a song or a a new song you might be working on. So uh, music is constant with you. That's amazing to me. Um, that, it is. You know, we're off for the next two weeks, you know, as we're with the, with uh, Titus, our grandson. And, and so I had the mandolin yesterday going through the, the solos that I have to play, because if I don't do that, you know, they, they will leave my mind. I, I will I'll get on stage and it's like, wait a minute, which fret was that on? So <laughs> I've been trying to re- keep that refreshed into my mind. Yeah, I, I get that. And, and the other thing is you're not afraid to let people see you working on it and trying to, you know, trying to make it happen. Whereas I feel with some artists, they only want to have their that perfection out there portrayed to them. And you, and you don't mind. You don't mind people seeing you as, as real, a real person. Um, and, and that's how we see you. You know, I think that it is, uh, yeah, I guess we're very transparent in, in everything that we do. And um, I just think it's something that, uh, it's something different. You can come to our shows, and it's still not going to be perfect. But uh, at least, you know, I'm working on it. And I think that gives me some peace of mind to let people know, listen, I'm working I'm working on this so that I can perform this. And if it's not right, I'll go back and, and I'll continue to work on it. <laughs> well, that, that, yes. And I'll tell you, I've... You said you you won't see perfection in your shows, but I've seen you everywhere from from uh, Connecticut south to to Nashville. I used to see a lot when they had the Strawberry uh, Bluegrass Festival down in Connecticut. You used to appear annually at that one. And oh yes, I have seen nothing yeah. but perfection out of you when you and the Rage oh. were playing. So. Well, you're too kind. Thank you. <laughs> the other thing that I I really love about you is that you are comfortable doing bluegrass. But you can easily shift and do country, and and it's like seamless. It's le- they're both a natural to you. It feels like to me. Well, when I was with my musical, you know, in my family, our musical family, it was comprised of mom and dad, grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins, and friends, and everyone had a different style. So we played country, we played gospel, we played bluegrass. There was a, a mix of of those three, and and it's kind of continued. It's what I've continued to do. It's it's what I, I guess what I know. It's what I grew up with. And to me, it gives also the audience, you know, because we go, we do a lot of different styles and a lot of, I feature all of the guys. It gives our show more of a variety. I, I doubt anyone would want to just 
hear me just sing for a solid hour or 90 minutes. I, I like to break it up and make it more, to me, it would be, it's more interesting when I have a fiddle tune or I have another vocalist come in. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. You know, as much as I love bluegrass um, and I love country, to have that swing back and forth really makes for an exciting show. So um, you, you're right on the mark with that. Um, in, in talking about that, that country side of you, I, I got to tell you, You've done a lot of collaborations, Dolly Parton, um, Alan Jackson. I, we can go on and on, but I'm going to tell you my favorite ones are the collaborations you've done with Gene Watson and the late Daryl Singletary. Um, just absolutely amazing to me. Um, the way, oh, thank you. Oh, love singing with those guys. Um, you know, it was such a big loss to, to, with Daryl Singletary's early passing. Um, but I constantly, I must watch it a lot because it seems like every time I open YouTube, one of your performances you did with him on Larry's Country Diner always seems to be the first video that pops up until I choose something. Oh, <laughs> wow. It, and you guys just sounded so natural together. So um, it, it was. I love singing with him so much. And Gene Watson, I saw, he's in the studio. He had called me a few weeks ago and invited me to sing a, a duet with him on his new album coming oh, up. So yep. loves, I've, I feel so fortunate that I've gotten to sing with some of the greatest greatest singers in the entire world, and those two being, being at the very top of the list. That's excellent. So you folks heard it. Breaking news here on WTBR. Um, uh, Rhonda's been asked to, to do a duet with Gene Watson on a new album he's working, so uh, can't wait to hear that. So... Let's uh, back it up a little bit and tell me, wh how did it feel becoming a member of the Grand Ole Opry? I mean, I've, I've been there a number of times. I've been at the Ryman, and, and just walking in the place as a spectator is just strikes me. I can't imagine what it was like being up there on that stage and receiving your, your uh, you know, induction. I mean, it's it was a dream come true, something I never expected. I had had become a piece that I probably would probably would never be a, an official member, but I was honored that I got to play it quite often. And to be a member, and I'm, when I walk in there now, it's like, it's like this, uh, there's a comfort in knowing, it's like, wow, I still have the reverence, and, the, and it's so overwhelming when you're standing in the auditorium, and I still have that feeling. I, I thought to myself, if I'm a member, will that ever get old, or just like, okay, you know what I'm here. It's like no. It is so special. It is such a special place. And when you walk in and you stand in that auditorium, just in awe of of how many, you know, people, all these artists that you revere so much have performed on that stage, and and just the expectation. People come there and they're excited to be there. And I just I love the excitement that surrounds that stage. And. and I, I'm just—I love getting to go there. Well, and, and it's obvious that you're very respectful of the history of, of bluegrass and country and, and you know music in general. And I, what I see you being respectful too is part of the deal is you become a member of the Opry. You have to play, um, you know, X number times a year. I think it's twenty-five times a year. Um, but you certainly were playing. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure there's a criteria anymore, but I play it as much as I can. Yes, yes. I may I see have that. been. I think I've already been on there like, I don't know, 15 times this year. Yeah, <laughs> so I I'm, I'm still working on some more days, some more times for that. I know when I was looking back into your history, you've done it well over 225 times at this point. Um, which, right. Yes. And yeah. It, and that's amazing to me. And and 
I think it's great that you were brought in as a member as well because, and I, I'm going to go off a little bit here. The, the reason that the show is even on the air is uh, I'm an avid country and, and bluegrass fan, grew up with it with my dad all my life. And what I see happening with country music is going to that side that, um, you know, they may call progress in some places, but I don't think so and so i've seen a lot of you know members being invited to the opry that in my opinion you know just aren't country so to see a true traditionalist as yourself that you know you certainly have done a, a number of different tunes that head in a lot of different directions but you're really you know dedicated to to the tradition and, and appreciate that so to see you brought in was was amazing to me and then you know just a few weeks ago see the isaacs now invited to to join um so i guess all is not lost is what i'm trying to say oh well it is exciting that because uh, i had my hope was as much for myself as after i was a member i'm thinking to myself i hope this for the isaacs and then i got to be there well i wasn't performing but to get to be there the night they were invited was very exciting and to know gene watson you know in this I guess the class of 2020, uh, or the 20 and 2021, you know, you started with Gene Watson and then my, in, you know, my invitation and, and now to see, uh, the Isaac. So it's, it's a lot of fun and, and I'm, I'm very excited for them. Well, and we get to be there the night they're going to be inducted too. Oh, now that, that's going to be a fun time then I would say. And, um, yes. Let, for sure. So I want to let the listeners know too that that wasn't an easy path for you. You got invited into the Opry by Jeannie Seely. <laughs> uh, or was it yes. Dirk Bentley or, or Jeannie? I can't remember. I was invited by Jeannie Seely on February twenty eighth of twenty twenty. Okay, maybe you got to perform and, with Dirk Bentley. And then on my induction, so I waited three hundred and forty three days. There you go. That's what I was looking and for. It was February sixth of twenty twenty one. Uh, my induction was officially done by Dirk Bentley. They don't usually, they don't have the same person who invited them. They have someone else uh, do the induction, they said. Okay. So so that brings me to the next question. I, I see also from uh, some of your, your social media posts that you're pretty pretty tight with Jeannie Seeley. Was that something that came around from your invitation by her, or have you been friends with her for for some time? I always knew her and was, I guess I, you could say we were friends, but she wrote a song that's on the new album called Like I Could. And I think that really sparked this friendship. We we started, we were at some events together, first of all. You know, it wasn't anything that was planned or, you know, you can't really pick your friends or pick your, you know, select them or, or set out. I don't think you could to be friends with someone. But we found that we have, we are so much alike in very many respects. I mean, and I mean, on a business level, on a performance level, on a personal level, and and we just found so many things in common that uh, when we started doing events, or she would say, "Hey, why don't, do you want to have dinner?" And we would start having dinner, and then my husband is friends with her husband, and and before you knew it, you know, we're just uh, she, we almost talk at least every other day, if not every day. Wow! And that's another thing that just amazes me. What are the chances of being like personal, really? sincerely personal friends, very close friends, with a Grand Ole Opry star like Jeannie Seeley. It just, that's another thing that I go, I don't believe this. You know, and, and, and the more and more I, I talk to her, I guess we've become such good friends. It's like, 
but I'm still astounded because she'll start singing to me over the phone, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's a Grand Ole Opry star singing to me over the telephone right now. <laughs> so th- that <laughs> must be very humbling to you. You know, you, I guess the stardom hasn't caught up with you yet in your, in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, I'm just who I am, but it, it amazes me because she tells me that she learns from me. It's like, well, I'm learning from her. So I guess we're learn- we found that we really learn a lot of stuff. We learn from each other. And I was just invited. There's a, a, it's a tribute to Lee Greenwood. And, and so I called her this morning to say, hey, I'm gonna, I've been added to this show with Alex Miller from American Idol. And I don't know if this is public. It's probably not even public. He may, <laughs> Alex may not even know yet. Um, but, uh, I, but I invited her. I'm, I'm like, let's make some travel plans so we can travel down there together because it's down in Alabama. Nice. But yeah, I just I love her and and I just I I so appreciate her friendship. She's a wonderful lady and and helps me out so much. She'll say, "Hey, come do this," and or "Why didn't you do that?" or um, I don't know, just so many things. We have a lot of parallels. Well, and, and I see in country music and bluegrass that there's not it's not as competitive as it is family. Everybody tries to help each other for the most part and feeds off each other rather than competitive. I want to be the number one, you know, album or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and you just mentioned one that I've really got my eyes on is Alex Miller. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to be playing on my show today. His one single he's got out there. That, that kid oh, is amazing. Have you done an interview with him? I have not. I'm going to reach out to him. Um, I've actually, yes, I'm working on one with Jeannie Seeley. So um, we're just oh. trying to work out a date. Um, yours okay. came up first. But uh, Alex, yes, I, I want to try to reach out to him as well. I know he would love it. You'll love talking to him. I just love him. He is uh, a really hey, don't talented spill the guy. Beans. If you talk to him, don't spill the beans about that TV thing in, in case he doesn't know about Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would think he would by now, but you never know. Yeah. Don't get me in trouble. So you, you just said a couple of minutes ago that you're you're just you, but you was dubbed, were dubbed the Queen of Bluegrass by the New York Times. I, I, that's amazing. Or by the Wall Street Journal. Our, yeah. Wall Street Journal. I, I mean, how how did you come to <laughs> to hear that? How did you feel when you heard that that you know happened? That's a that's a well. All of this, it just seems surreal. It's not something that you go, "Wow, that yeah, that's me." You go, "It's like okay," because it's always funny to me. It's like, "Well, hello, Bobby Osborne will call." He's like, "How's my little All American Bluegrass schooler?" People will go, "Hey there, Queenie." It's like, "Okay," I mean, it's, you become accustomed to it, but it still seems like. Well, I did an album. It was my first one for Rounder Records in January of 2000. And, and there was a record a review on my album, and that's what they said in there. It said, Rhonda Vincent, the new queen of bluegrass. It's like, wow, this is so... It was a, just the starting of, of being in the right place at the right time. You know, I had done a couple of country albums before that, and, and then I put my, my first official band together. So this was the first thing that seemed like I'm in the right place at the right time doing nice. the right thing. Yeah. Absolutely, um, and we're and we're going to get to your talking about your new album a little bit here. But another thing that that amazes me about you is you also your husband is your manager. He takes care of your you know management portion. You've done yes. your own songwriting. You've done um, I I don't know album wise. Are you still doing your own albums? Yes, we have our own label since 2010. Yeah. We've had our own label. So that's that's pretty powerful to, to have somebody go outside that mainstream um, and, and be able to do that. That 
that obviously must take a lot of work. It does. You know, I enjoy that it has. It gives me a freedom to do, you know, I probably would have never been able to do the Gene Watson duet project or the Daryl Singletary duet project uh-huh. because I had tr- I had talked to other labels before I started my own, and they're like, no, no one was interested in doing that. So when I started my own, I did my first album, Taken, and the second one I did, I said, let's do this all duet project. No, if no one else wants it, we will do it. And I was... I was amazed that, you know, that album is continues to sell even yet today, 11 years later. So, um, well, that, it's, um, yeah, it, that, I think it was a great thing to do. No, I think you're right. It doesn't put those shackles on you that then you're, you know, somebody else is telling you what you can and can't do. Um, and I, and I think it's unique when I got this new album, you know, you did the, the whole little mini, uh, mandolin USB drive concept. Um, that oh, I, yes. yeah, that, you know, and that's unique. That's something that, uh, really caught my eye and it sits on my desk and there's your music. I can carry it with me. Um, so Aww. that promotion is a, is a great, great thing, uh, to, to have that control over. Um, so let's talk about your new album. Music is what I see. And, um, I, I think it's a great album. One of the, the quotes, um, I've seen a couple quotes out there in some reviews and, uh, one of them was a record, which is wholly new and yet immediately, immediately classic music is what I see oh. is an album sure to thrill existing Ronda Vincent fans and bring new, new devotees to the fold in a word. Awesome. And Wow, where is that? I need to see that. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll forward it to you. I, <laughs> I, I was looking for some quotes, and that was one that was out there. Um, and I'm not Ooh. sure if that was Songwriter Magazine or, or one of those. I'll, I'll, I will forward it to you. I would love to have that. Yes, thank you. And then there was another one. Characterizing Rhonda Vincent as a natural singer can be misleading, as the phrase can be taken to imply a lack of craft or discipline or self-awareness, all of which Vincent has in abundance. If there's anything more pleasurable than listening to yesterday and today's music is her contemplating the many years of her art that are yet to come. So people know you, you are here to stay and you've got a whole bunch of music coming out of you going forward. So I don't know if that puts pressure <laughs> on you or not. Um, but oh my goodness. <laughs> how did this new album kind of come about? Did you just decide, well, it's time to put an album out? Or was, you know, what came out behind this? Well, I mean, it starts with the songs, and it started with Jeannie Seeley riding around Nashville singing me a song that she had just written. And I loved it instantly, and I was then looking for the opportunity. I also had a a song by Tim Rabin called I'm Still Not Over You. And he, he, in the midst of a business transaction, uh, when it was completed, he said, I have I have something for you. He went to his car and he said, "I've written you a song." And wow. so those two songs I, I had, and music is what I see. Mike Deco had sent me that song. I guess after his its writing, I'm assuming he always sends me something if he feels it would fit me. And so I had those songs, but I hadn't uh, found the time or you know the, when I could record them. Well, it was that Jeannie Seeley was working on her latest project, and. And Vince, she had it, supposed to do a duet with Vince Gill. And Vince listened to the song, and he said, I, this is, song is not working for me. He said, you should call Rhonda Vincent. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Vince Gill recommended me <laughs> to sing with a song that he, instead of him singing it. So I thought that was really, really cool. Jeannie, uh, they set up a schedule to record it. I was singing her album, you know, this duet with her called I'm All Through Crying Over You. Yep. 
when I heard them say that this next session, like literally an hour away from that, hour and a half, was canceled. And so I ran in and said, hey, could I get that studio time if I can get some musicians together and, I, and, I, and start my album? Sure enough, I called musicians, and they were in there within the hour, and I was recording. And I, So the same day that I sang on her project, on her song, All Through Crying, I started my project and recorded like I could. Uh, I'm still not over you, slowly, and uh, music is what I see. Wow, that, that, that's but amazing But I can story. thank Jeannie once again for that opportunity, <laughs> you know, having the studio. And then, realistically, we had two years to work on this with the, the quarantine last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I worked and worked on this, and we worked. We started, recorded the rest of the songs, and and got to really tweak everything to say, okay, you don't want to rec- you don't want to like work on it and mix it so much that it just becomes sterile. Uh, but I did get to like l- I could listen so closely, and if one little thing was something I wanted to change, I had the luxury of doing that because we weren't sure when it was going to be released yet. Nice. Oh but, wow. So. Um, two years in the making. I've never worked on a song. And very challenging songs, you know, Unchained Melody, I sang that. I just, the singing part of that, I sang it for 12 hours. It just challenged me that and so much. And uh, and I, it's become now like one of our, it's like people are dancing everywhere, and they love that song. I, I'm just excited to have a classic like that and have it, I think it's the first bluegrass version. Well, it's funny you mention that because I was I was going to mention that I featured um, many of the songs from your new album a few weeks ago on my show, and and I have some people who listen to the show because they know me. And they're not, maybe not necessarily because they're country fans, and and maybe we're trying to convert them a little bit. But when yeah. I played played Unchained Melody, I got about three texts from people I know who were like, "That's amazing! I've never oh, heard a better I version than that." So so you should be proud. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. That w- I worked hard on that one. I bet you did. So um, <laughs> you can be proud of it because even the, the non-true country fans enjoyed it. So um, another thing I wanted to talk about, and I know I can go on forever, but that you, unlike a lot of other artists who when they do albums, they tend to go pick the cream of the crop in terms of instrumentalists to go in the studio. Most of the time, you bring your band, The Rage, in there, right? Right. I, you know, I like being able to, whatever we've recorded, I like to be able to emulate that on stage, you know, instead of yep. going, wait a minute, that's, you recorded it this way, but it sure doesn't sound that way on stage. I don't ever, I, I don't want someone to say that. So, you know, if I, it's the same musicians uh, that we've recorded in the studio. And sometimes I like to break it up. I did a Christmas album, and I said, just to make it different, I'm going to use different musicians on that. Sure. And, uh, but... But for this one, I, I like using my my musician. They know me. They have you know they fit my the sound of my music. So uh, it's, it's exciting for me to to have them come in and to see them the creativity. I would have never recorded. I'd like to be a train. We were in the studio and we were like, man, we need a really up tempo song. And and Mickey Harris said, hey, what about the song Larry Sparks did called I'd Like to Be a Train? Looked up the lyrics and we didn't even write a chart. We just they just played it. That was almost like that is a the track is absolutely a live track that people, we just laid it down immediately. Just, really? It was just off of the excitement of saying, hey, let's do this song. And see, they had to follow because I would hold those out, and they didn't know when I was going to go back into the next line. 
I, you know, if love was one, and I would hold it longer. Wow. Well, they were just listening to me, and it, it's a it's a live track that they uh, they just we put down. Well, I, I saw that your your husband thinks that that's the best song on the album. Um, <laughs> it, 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 he, you know, he's, he said it was a kicking bluegrass tune, and I believe it, and, and I go along <laughs> with him. But I, I'm going to tell you, on today's playlist is one of my favorite ones from that album, and that's I'm still not over you. I, I just and music is what I see, I think, is a great song as well. Um, just, that seems to be a lot of everybody's favorite. Yeah. But I, that's interesting to me that everyone seems to have a different song. They don't land on the same song. So that's that's interesting. Well, that's that's good for you, right? Because then it gives you a, yeah. you know, a, a much wider audience, hopefully. Um, in terms of your band, so tell me, what's it like having your son-in-law in the band? That. It, well, neither of my son-in-laws are in the band anymore. Oh, okay. Oh, man, so, I'm sorry. So, so well, that's all right. I traded a, a Dobro player for a grandson. So Brent is home now with Tinsel. Uh, she said, well, if we're going to have kids, you're not going to be on the road with Mom anymore. So right. uh, they now have... And then Sally and Hunter are, are not together anymore. Oh. But at one time, I had both of my son-in-laws plus my daughter Sally in the band. Okay. But, um there's there's no family there anymore, uh, and you know what? I'm you know, they always said family and business don't they don't mix. So I'm I'm about to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I come you know I have a family business and it has its days. That's for sure. So uh, oh yeah, I grew up in a musical family, so I same thing. I I love it. There's good and bad parts of all of it. Well, I, I want to wrap it up with a few more questions uh, because I'm sure that you have other things to do, but. I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute, and you, I, I don't think I've ever heard you answer this, and you probably won't answer it, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Who's your favorite female musical performer? Oh, wow. I mean, it's that's probably pretty easy. The favorite, probably the favorite female of all times. Well, today uh, is probably Dolly Parton. I mean, she just has all of it, but... The favorite show that I ever, I went to a show, if I went to see a show, the greatest performance that I have ever seen by anyone, of, of all the people I've seen, was Linda Ronstadt. Really? And Linda she didn't Ronstadt. play a single instrument, and she never even held the microphone. The microphone stayed on a stand, and I was so enthralled and so impressed. Her band was amazing. She was amazing. Uh, and just, I, I remember thinking, wow, she's standing there, not even holding the microphone. The microphone stayed on the stand and just was mesmerizing. Wow. Okay. I, I, I get it. What about a male performer? Um, probably my favorite in, of any of that would be Ricky Skaggs. Yeah. Because he does bluegrass, he does country. You know, I, I think he, he's a guy that can sing anything. And I, I pretty much love everything that he does. Um, I, I think I would agree with you. He's, he's almost the male, male opposite. You know, same as you. He, he's not tied to anything. He, he, and he just does what he comes from his heart. I think. So. Right. Oh yes. So yeah. I, I, let's wrap it up with. Uh, let's give your your husband. Herb a little time here because he's a big centerpiece on a lot of your Facebook live performances. Um, <laughs> um, and I know you, you are working real hard, but he seems like he gets a lot of golf and fishing in. Uh, what's that about? Yeah, he's, he's played golf all day today. Oh. In fact, I'm, 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 cook, I'm baking pork chops as we're speaking. Okay. I just put those on. So I'm cooking him dinner because we're in Nashville to see the new grandson. He's, he's not a fan of being in Nashville. 
Okay. Uh, he likes to stay at the lake, and he likes to fish. Yep. He fishes by spring, winter, and fall, and he golfs by summer, and he's playing scratch golf right now. However, he's got a torn shoulder, and his days are – he's getting ready to have surgery on the 9th of September. So he's getting all the golf he can in that his shoulder can – that he can withstand the pain of his shoulder, I guess. Well, and um, <laughs> we'll, we'll allow that. I did see uh, on one of your Facebook lives a few weeks ago talking about his shoulder surgery, and that definitely is going to take him out of commission for a while. So we'll we'll let him do the, it the golf. It hasn't slowed him down, though. <laughs> <laughs> it ha- that hasn't slowed him down. He's still playing. He's, he shot a 69 today. So wow. um, he's, loving okay. playing, he's loving playing golf, and uh, it's a little hot for him. But his... his uh, his ideal place is staying at the Lake of the Ozarks and either fishing or golfing and and uh, in his wife home cooking him dinner. Well, he, he seems to be really good at fishing, too, because when I see the two of <laughs> you go out, he seems to get a good good uh, load, but you always are struggling to get a, get the fish. He's, I mean, I'm telling you, it, if no one else is catching fish, he's guaranteed. He just has got the touch. <laughs> That's good. Um Rhonda, thank you so much for for uh, talking with us here and sharing all the, this uh, information. Um, certainly, uh, we can't say enough about this album. Years, uh, music is what I see. We we love it here, and and uh, I'm going to keep promoting it. Um, and I know you've thank you probably got to. If I know Herb, you've got to go make some Martha White to go along with those pork chops, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe I'll make some Martha White biscuits to go with the pork chops tonight. Nice. Well, uh, again, thank you. And uh, we're going to take it out of here with, with a song off your new album, I'm Still Not Over You by Rhonda Vincent. I'm beginning. I'm going crazy I thought by now my heart would have changed I am the one who wrote you the letter Said you'll find someone and you'll be okay I was convinced I meant what I said I guess my heart and head's not on the same Cause every day when I wake, you can hear me calling your name. I'm still not over you. I know I said we're through. Now what am I gonna do? I'm still not over you I ran into a friend Who said she ran into you At dinner with somebody new She said They've set a date for Saturday, the first day in June. I started to laugh, but I could have cried. It may take my heart a hundred years. 
I'm Still Not Over You by Rhonda Vincent from her new album, Music Is What I See. So uh, there you heard it, right from Rhonda Vincent. Um, so happy she took the time out of her busy day to, to do that interview with us. And, um, you know, look forward to, to some more coming up. As you heard me slip out there, we're working with Jeannie Seeley right now uh, to try to be able to nail down a date. And um, got a couple more in the works as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Support for WTB... Support for WTBR comes from Sandrini Enterprises, providing awnings and canopies in Western Massachusetts. Retractable awnings, retractable screen, gutter and gutter protection systems, commercial awnings, and screen rooms. Customized solutions available online at Sandrini.com. UCP of Western Massachusetts is hiring. If you'd like to help people with different abilities lead independent lives, apply at ucpwma.org jobs. We need direct and living caregivers. Join the agency who's reimagining independence. Hello, Mrs. Johnson, you self-righteous woman, Sunday school teacher, what brings you out slumming, do you reckon the preacher? to prove where you are standing here visiting with a backsliding christian in a neighborhood bar well yes that's my bottle and yes that's my glass and i see you're eyeballing this pretty young lass it ain't But yes, she's with me And we don't need no sermon You self-righteous woman Just let us be The Lord knows I'm drinking And running around And he don't need your loud mouth Informing the town Sit in a 
you self-righteous biddy. I don't need your preaching, and I don't need your pity. So go back to whatever you hypocrites do. And when I talk to heaven, be nice, and I'll put in a good word for you.
I'm so blue, pure, perfect I'm gonna put a smile on everybody's face Search and find a better way to talk I'm gonna spit and polish my old rough self Till I get rid of every single flaw I'm gonna be the world's best friend I'm gonna go around shaking everybody's hand there you heard Johnny Anderson with I'm Just an Old Chunk of Coal. And before that we heard Fox on the Run from Tom T. Hall. Um, we lost Tom T. Hall this week on August the 20th at the age of 85. Um, he was one of country music's most prolific songwriters who um, wrote a number of popular hits that were recorded by other artists. Um, including the Grammy Award-winning Harper Valley PTA back in 1968. And he did a a lot of songwriting before he began to showcase his own vocal and guitar-picking talents. And um, he wrote 12 number one hit songs and 26 more that reached the top 10. 
And um, Harper Valley PTA was a international number one pop crossover hit. And um, he was a very plain-spoken gentleman and uh, a gifted writer, which I, I guess that's where he got his nickname, The Storyteller, by the songs he wrote. They really did tell a story, and he uh, went on to write short stories and poems. He was uh, listed as one of Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Songwriters. And... Um, he his first big songwriting break came back in 1963, when uh, country singer Jimmy C. Newman recorded his song "DJ for a Day," and in '64 he moved to Nashville and started to work as a $50 a week songwriter for New Keys Music, and um, it was a publishing company that belonged to Jimmy C. Newman and his business partner Jimmy Key, and he used to write up to half a dozen country songs a day. And uh, it was actually uh, Jimmy Key who suggested that Tom Hall add T to the middle of his name. And um, then he later became nicknamed the Storyteller. And he, he's, he's written songs for the likes of Johnny Cash, George Jones, Loretta Lynn, Waylon Jennings. And the list goes on and on. And uh, he, he also wrote... The song, Hello Vietnam, a song that openly supported the Vietnam War at a time when war protest songs were the ones that were beginning to, to take over the pop music charts. So um, he, he wasn't afraid of the establishment either. And He's won Grammy Awards, and um, he, he was a member of the Grand Ole Opry back in 1971. And um, he's been inducted into the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame back in 2008 and he is a member of the country music hall of fame and um it, it was an interesting story behind being inducted to the country music hall of fame and that it uh, took longer than most anticipated but um tom t hall himself attributed it to being somewhat reclusive and not well liked among the nashville music industry um because he almost never collaborated with other songwriters and, and uh, by the 1990s was considered to be out of step with the corporate style of country music, but thank God he was. Um, and it was in 2014, Rolling Stone magazine ranked Old Dogs, Children, and Watermelon Wine at number 93 on their list of the 100 greatest country songs. And he also, him and his wife Dixie, have been inducted into the International Bluegrass Hall of Fame. Um, and so we're going to miss all that Tom T. Hall brought us, but his music will live on forever. So with that said, we're going to take a break here from Bringing Country Back with your host Brian Andrews. And we'll be back with more music in just a bit. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Let's have a good time. 
Hey friends, if you're looking for some party music, tune in to Polka Express with me, Bill Gustavus, every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 and Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on 89.7 WTBR, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area, tonight, mostly clear. Lows in the mid-60s. Southwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday, mostly sunny. Hot with highs in the lower 90s. West wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday night, partly cloudy. Humid with lows in the mid-60s. West wind around 5 miles per hour. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC offers more opportunity and less student debt with small class sizes and more than 50 academic programs to choose from. Fall classes begin on September 7th. Apply today at berkshirecc.edu. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. And another announcement here that this Sunday, August 29th, is the Polish Falcons annual Duck Derby Race Picnic um, at their uh, hall on uh, Bel Air Ave behind Harry's Supermarket here in Pittsfield. And uh, it is from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. There'll be music, a 50-50 raffle, and uh, jackpot bingo. There'll be Polish and American food for sale. While the supplies last and the Polish food goes quick, so you don't want to miss out. Post time for the Duck Derby race is 2 p.m. Uh, ducks are $5 each, and they can be bought in advance down at the uh, Polish Falcons on Bel Air Ave, 32 Bel Air Ave. Or you can buy ducks the day of the race. Um, so they are uh, still s plenty of ducks available. This is a great, fun fundraiser. So uh, all of you are invited to join in the fun. The first five ducks to cross the finish line win $100 each, and the next five ducks that uh, cross the finish line win $20. So Polish Falcons here in Pittsfield this Sunday, 1 to 4. Don't miss out. And uh, we're going to turn it back to the music with some uh, Hank Thompson, six-pack to go. Hey, Mr. Bartender. Please don't be so slow I got time for one more round And a six-pack to go Tomorrow morning, Sunday I'm gonna be feeling low So please, please, bartender I want a six-pack to go I've been a-drinking all day long Taking in the town
me 
If there's a new love in your heart, tell me now, get it over. Hurt me now, get it over. If there's a new love in your heart, hurt me now. Now you heard Patsy Klein leaving on your mind, taken uh, from us way too young. Um, really, a great, great singer who uh, had a crystal clear voice that had bluesy and, and country influences and uh, a pop edge to it. That, and she had just such an amazing wide range. Um, and she's a household name, but. She was only 30 and barely recorded 100 songs during her short six years on the, on the stage before um, she was lost in a plane crash near Camden, Tennessee, uh, back on March 5th, 1963. Um, she was killed along with Cowboy Copas, uh, Hawkshaw Hawkins, and her guitar player and manager, Randy Hughes, who was piloting the plane. And... Um, it, quote she once said to fellow singer Dottie West if you can't do it with feeling don't do it so I think that that helps make her music the way it is so we're gonna get back into some music we're gonna Listen to a, a, a new single out by Alex Miller. Uh, this kid, as, as you heard me mention to Rondo when we were uh, talking on the phone there in the interview, this, this kid is uh, really a traditional country music artist. And um, he has got launched to global audiences during uh, American Idol season 19. And um, when you hear him talk, he, he talks about still having to come to terms with the changes that the American Idol experience brought to his life. Because we know how popular American Idol is and how many people see it and what it can do to somebody trying to break into the music uh, business. And, you know, he describes it as being a complete 360 degree turnaround. Uh, crazy, but good. And uh, there has definitely been some trade-offs, but he wouldn't change anything. He wouldn't change a thing about his life right now, and um, he's young. He he, uh, just finished high school in May, I believe. He uh, his days were starting at 7 a.m. so he could go to school, and he um, had also put together a roadhouse style uh, touring band for a round of summer and fall engagements touring around. And um, he has a thing called Tunes on Tuesday Live, uh, which he. Did it last night on his Facebook page, and um, you know he's he's a good kid, and got a great voice, and and uh, it's it's funny he has a, a little baby face, but his enthusiasm is is far surpasses uh, some that I see in a, you know big stars, 
and um, he he knows that uh, he's he's got an explosive uh, future ahead of him. So, you know, here's a here's a kid who worked on a farm, um, raised on it, and did a lot with the uh, Future Farmers of America FFA competitions and. And um, he's just got that determination needed to succeed. So uh, with that, why don't we listen to his uh, single that just came out recently. Help you 
Jukebox and the country song by Doug Stone. Before that, we heard from Alex Miller. I uh, hope you like what you heard there. Um, he doesn't have a lot of tunes out yet, although you can. Uh, he does a lot of covers and such on YouTube. But uh, anytime anybody's got a pedal steel in there, you, you got my attention, and he definitely has that uh, you know country traditional country voice. So uh, look into him. I think you'll see some great things coming from him. And um, this next set, we're going to feature some songs um, from back in the Urban Cowboy days. Um, people, some, some people know, you know, it was a great movie, favorite for some of us. And, uh, but it really spurred a whole, whole new movement in country music when Urban Cowboy came, uh, that movie was released. Um, the film featured uh, a soundtrack album that had numerous top 10 uh, Billboard singles come out of it, including uh, Looking for Love by Johnny Lee, which was a number one. Stand By Me by Mickey Gilley, that was a number one. Uh, number three, Look What You've Done to Me by Boz Gags. Another number one, Could I Have This Dance by Anne Murray. And uh, a number four. Uh, Love the World Away by Kenny Rogers. And um, it also had some songs on it. They had been previous number ones for their artists, including uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels and Lion Eyes by The Eagles. And um, really, it was uh, considered by many to have started the 1980s boom in pop country music, uh, also known as the Urban Cowboy Movement. 
and uh, what some people will refer to as Neo Country or Hill Boogie. So um, it was in December 2018 that the soundtrack, just three years ago, was certified triple platinum uh, by the RIAA for sales of 3 million copies. And you don't see many albums doing that anymore, especially with this new streaming and, and electronic uh, versions of music. But um, at the center of it was Mickey Gilly, who invested in a club with his business partner when his music career had stalled. And um, when Urban Cowboy premiered, Gilly's career reignited. And um, suddenly he started logging number one hits, which started with Stand By Me from Urban Cowboy. So why don't we hear a few few uh, hits from the Urban Cowboy uh, soundtrack. We'll start out with Johnny Lee with Cherokee Fiddle.
Like the music of the whistle that the old locomotive made So when you smell smoke and the cinder Just slip back your head Open up your cage Play a Cherokee fiddle Just play it for the whiskey Cause good whiskey never
so important for keeping this station alive. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. I'd like to thank our local businesses for supporting Pittsfield Community Radio and for believing in the mission of the station. When you hear underwriting messages on the air, you know those companies support WTBR-FM. If you're listening now and your business would like to join in and support us, call me today at 445-4234 and get involved or visit us at WTBRFM.com. It will make all the difference. like hard rock and heavy metal music? Oh, yeah! Well, then join me here Friday nights from 8 to 10 for Wounded Radio. Every Friday night, I play two hours of the best music on the planet, from ACDC to ZZ Top and everything in between. This is going to be cool. Want to hear a song on Wounded Radio? Request it on the Wounded Radio Facebook page. And join me here Friday nights at 8 for Wounded Radio. Yeah! Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. Folks, unfortunately, drug use is a driving factor for a lot of crime taking place in our city. The most prevalent crime being theft. Please, take the extra time to ensure that your belongings are safe inside your vehicle. Do not leave anything of value in plain sight. Hide your belongings. Place them in your trunk or take anything of value out of the vehicle. Always keep your vehicle locked. Don't make it easy for them. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. 
Narcotics Anonymous has recently experienced an unprecedented shift in the way recovering addicts come together. COVID-19 has shut the doors of our meeting places, but it cannot shut the door of recovery. Millions of recovering addicts are meeting every minute of the day via online services. If you are an addict who is seeking recovery, please join us now. To be a part of the miracle, visit BerkshireNA.com or call 413-443-4377 where you can speak with a recovering addict. And you're listening to Bringing Country Back with your host, Brian Andrews. We're here every Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, you can find us also, the the uh, previous shows on WTBRFM.com in the podcast area. So if you've missed any of our episodes, um, you certainly can go back and, and find them. If you missed today's show, it should be up there in a day or two, uh, especially if you um, tuned in late and missed the, the great interview with Queen of Bluegrass, Rhonda Vincent. So we're going to listen to uh, little Tracy Bird, little Josh Turner, and we're going to kick it off with uh, a real special tune from Craig Morgan. Um, this is a song that, that uh, gets me, it's taking me through some, some times. Uh, it, it goes back to 2016. Uh, Craig Morgan was was actually given thought to leaving country music as a career. Um, that summer, his 19-year-old son Jerry had drowned in a tubing accident on a, a lake, and Craig Morgan was uh, shell shocked. He was devastated by it. He continued to tour, but he often found himself just kind of going through those mechanical motions on stage and not really. Um, you know, loving it like he did and found it harder to motivate himself. And um, he had always said if he, he, he was not going to stay in the music business if he wasn't relevant. And um, he, he started to feel like his relevance wasn't there. And then uh, one night he woke up in tears and uh, he had a title circling in his mind, The Father, My Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he says that uh, it woke me up at 3.30 in the morning. I was saying the whole chorus in my head, and I sat up and had tears in my eyes. And I laid my head back down and thought, man, there is no way I'm going to remember this, so I need to get up and write it down. So leaving his, his wife asleep in bed, he went off alone. And, for f- and four hours later, as dawn was uh, given rise, he emerged with the most personal song of his career. Um, and... Is compared to being a spiritual work like his 2004. That's what I love about Sunday. And um, he said, I just cried and wrote and cried and wrote. And to this day, having done this for 20 years, I don't see myself as that guy, but I'll start pouring out. And um, he debuted uh, the song, The Father, My Son, and the Holy Ghost on stage at a, a show in Colorado. And in July, he sang it uh, on stage at the Grand Ole Opry. And he walked off stage again in tears and was convinced he couldn't sing those lyrics in front of an audience again. But Ricky Skaggs, who uh, was there at the Opry that night, was standing there, put his hands on his shoulders, looked him dead in the eyes and said, you have to sing this song. The world needs to hear it. So with that, The Father, My Son, and the Holy Ghost by Craig Morgan. (laughs) 
lights are shining bright is always downtown on the road I have friends that come from out of town asking me to go they say there's so much going on why don't you come along and show us around I tell them Karen's not feeling well so I probably shouldn't go out besides I've got a fixed list of things I need to do around the house then I hang up the phone turn the radio back on and sit back down I know my boy ain't here but he ain't gone in the mornings I been pushed and shoved but never ever really knocked down between mom and dad uncle sam and friends i somehow always pulled out but the pain of this was more than i'd ever felt before yeah i was broke i cried and cried and cried until i passed out on the floor then i prayed couldn't pray anymore then minute by minute day by day my god he gave me hope i know my boy ain't here but he ain't gone in the mornings i wake up give her a kiss head to Got 
use my fingers when I want to feel she's the only thing in life to me that's really real she is love she's all the love I know she could kiss the ground in the Tell you now, friend Don't take her, she's all I've got Please don't take her love away from me I'm begging you, friend Don't take her, she's all I've got She's everything in life I'll ever need Let me tell you Grace Bird, don't take her, she's all I got. For that, we heard I Can Tell By The Way You Dance by Josh Turner. And uh, we started off with Craig Morgan, the Father, My Son, and the Holy Ghost. So it's hard to believe we're winding down here in the last half hour of the show. Great show, starting out with the uh, Rhonda Vincent interview. And um, we're going to continue on here with a uh, little Mac Davis who uh, another another great that we lost somewhat recently and Sammy Kershaw and we're gonna do another Tom T Hall to to recognize his his passing this week so with that old dogs children and watermelon wine <laughs> How old you think I am, he said. I said, well, I didn't know. He said, I turned 65 about 11 months ago. I was sitting in Miami pouring blended whiskey down when this old gray black gentleman was cleaning up the lounge There wasn't anyone around except this old man and me The guy who ran the bar was watching Ironsides on TV Uninvited he sat down and his mind on old dogs and children and watermelon wine ever had a drink of watermelon wine he asked he told me all about it though I didn't answer back Ain't but three things in this world that's worth a solitary dime. But old dogs and 
children and watermelon wine. He said, women think about themselves when men folk ain't around. And friends are hard to find when they discover that you're down. He said, I tried it all when I was young and in my natural prime. Now it's old dogs and children and watermelon wine. Old dogs care about you even when you make mistakes. God bless little children while they're still too young to hate. When he moved away, I found my pen and copied down that line about old dogs and children and watermelon wine. I had to catch a plane up to Atlanta that next day. As I left for my room, I saw him picking up my chain. That night I dreamed in peaceful sleep of shady summertime, of old dogs and children and watermelon wine. Ain't nothing so precious as a firstborn child What to call a little angel they wandered for a while your dear mama violent, your proud daddy Dale I know when they named you They surely meant well But Vidalia, Vidalia Girl, won't you tell me why Sweet Vidalia You always gotta make me cry I never paid no attention to Sunday school door One boy sort of snickered when the road was red Till you lay the word of God inside of his head Vidalia, Vidalia Girl, won't you tell me why Sweet Vidalia You always gotta make me cry When I try to get too close Seems like we've always been almost Where you walk, I love the way you kiss. 
Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC offers more opportunity and less student debt with small class sizes and more than 50 academic programs to choose from. Fall classes begin on September 7th. Apply today at berkshirecc.edu. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Is your little one safe inside your vehicle? Is the child seat installed properly? Is it the correct seat for your child? Hi, this is Sergeant Mark Madeline with the Pittsfield Police Department, reminding you to please keep your children safe. Follow the safety seat manufacturer's recommendations for height and weight, and check NHTSA's website or our Facebook page for recommendations. If you have a question or would like your seat installation checked, please contact our department at 413-448-9700, extension 575. Our officers are certified safety seat installers. Thank you. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. I was just 15 and out of control Lost to James Dean and rock and roll I knew down deep in my country soul That I had to get away Hollywood was a lady in red Who danced in my dreams as I tossed in bed I knew I'd wind up in jail or dead If I had to stay I thought happiness was love of Texas And my rearview mirror my mama kept calling me home, but I just did not want to hear. And the vision was getting clearer in my dreams. So I lit out one night in June, stoned on the glow of the Texas moon, humming an old buddy Holly tune called Peggy Sue. With my favorite jeans and a cheap guitar, I ran off chasing a distant star If Buddy Holly could make it that far Then I figured I could too And I thought happiness was love of Texas In my rearview mirror My mama kept calling me home But I just did not want to hear her And the vision was getting clearer In my dreams but the Hollywood moon didn't smile The same old smile that I'd grown up with The lady in red just wanted my last dime And I cried myself to sleep at night Too dumb to run, too scared to fight And too proud to admit at the time So I got me some gigs on Saturday nights not much more than orchestrated fights I'd come home drunk and I'd try to write But the words came out wrong Hell-bent and bound for a wasted youth Too much gin and not enough vermouth And no one to teach 
Teach me how to seek the truth before I put it in the song. I still thought happiness was love of Texas in the rearview mirror. My mama kept calling me home, but I just could not, would not hear her. And the vision was getting clearer in my dreams. Well, I thank God each and every day for giving me the music and the words to say. I'd have never made it any other way He was my only friend And now I sleep a little better at night And when I look in the mirror in the morning light The man I see was both wrong and right He's going home again I guess happiness was love of Texas And my review mirror But now happiness is love of Texas Growing nearer and dearer And the vision is getting clearer In my dreams And I think I finally know just what it means And when I die You can bury me In Lubbock, Texas In my jeans. Well, believe it or not, we're all done with our two hours of bringing country back. I want to thank all you listeners for hanging in there with us. Thank Rhonda Vincent for the interview at the beginning of the show. And um, keep safe out there. Looks tomorrow's going to be a hot one. There is a heat advisory in effect. Um, temperatures with the humidity are going to make it feel like 95 to 100 degrees. So be careful out there. So I think it's only uh, appropriate that we take it out of here with a little Rhonda Vincent from her new album, Music is What I See. I'd like to be a train. See you next week. Stay safe. Cause dreams don't
only rock station 89.7 WTBR FM Pittsfield Massachusetts